Stacy. I'm Will. And, and we're, we're the McCrays. We are here to present a case for marriage. The trials and triumphs. The good and the bad and the ups and the downs. We don't have it all together. We don't have all the answers and we definitely don't see eye to eye. <laughs> Say that again. But marriage is still popping. It's still a thing and has a purpose. We're definitely still learning, but we pray that our honest conversations inspire you to pursue marriage and to continue to fight for your marriage. So today we're going to be talking about how do you know when you're ready for marriage? That's the topic of today. Um, my quick opening thoughts are it reminds me of parenting in that you most likely will never be 100% ready, but there are some some things that you can kind of look to and ponder over and think about to help you get closer to that deciding factor on whether or not you are ready for marriage. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm going to let my husband go first. He's going to talk about a couple of things and we'll kind of go back and forth on what we think are some important factors that you should be thinking about and considering. So go ahead, babe. Well, the first thing I think is important to determine if you're ready for marriage is to make sure that you've established realistic expectations and to um, to see if your expectations actually meet something that somebody can actually provide. Um, you hear people saying, um, I want somebody who make six figures. And I'm like, have you ever looked at the, the reports that say how many people make six figures? It's not that many people that make that much money or you hear people like I just want somebody that's going to complete me and it's like well that's never nobody's ever going to complete you if you don't complete yourself so like you're you're putting all these expectations on someone else um, to to fulfill these things that I always say that those things people look for is like things they don't have which is that's that's like the the, the antithesis of equally yoked like it's like uh, Beyonce wanted a Jay-Z Beyonce didn't want a I'm and not trying to be disrespectful a school bus driver. Like she, mm-hmm. she wanted somebody who understood what she went through and what her life was going through. And I'm not saying that you can um, get with somebody if that's what you want and it, go for it. But I just think it's unrealistic to, to think you want those kind of things. Or, and like I said, or the thought that somebody's going to always make you happy or somebody's going to always do what I say or things like that. Like all those expectations that you're putting on another person, that's also trying to do life, I feel, are just unrealistic and can't be achieved. So when you go into something thinking that you're ready for marriage and that your your whole thing is just unrealistic about what you're going to get from this person or you're imagining this person you want, and the odds are if you haven't found that person, they probably don't exist. And I'm not, if, and I'm not telling anybody to lower their standards or look differently or anything like that, but you have to be honest with yourself and be realistic about what you actually want out of life and not these fantasies. I know celebrities and all these motivational talkers, you know, you know, don't settle and you need to go after what you want. Yeah, yeah, okay. It sounds good. You have to be realistic and honest with yourself about what you want. And the best thing you want in marriage is somebody who's willing to do life with you, somebody who's willing to go through things with you. And uh, we'll get more into that later. Yeah, it just kind of makes me think of kind of setting a vision for what you want in marriage and then like pondering on that and really thinking through 
and getting deep with it. Like, what do I want it to look like on a day-to-day basis? What am I expecting from my spouse? Um, And babe, like you said, one of the most important things is just having that companion. Like, you want somebody that you know is going to be a good companion through various scenarios, various trials in life, when there's disappointments, when there are really big family issues, when there's letdowns, when there's heartache, like you want to know you have somebody there that's a good solid companion. Like that's way more important than how much money somebody makes or how good they look (laughs) or, you know, all of those kind of superficial things. And I think what makes that hard with the whole expectations thing is now we have the whole other element of social media and most people are putting the, I mean, me included, like most of the stuff that I post on social media is like positive stuff. I'm like date night. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's rolling the low lights. Nobody's had argued um, earlier. Yeah. Date night. But we also got into it and said, I don't know how I can get along with you anymore. You know, I'm nothing that bad, but I'm just, that's kind of an extreme statement, but just saying like, um, most people are putting out the good stuff. And so even like the way that our subconscious mind works, like even if we're not really thinking about it, like those little seeds are being planted in our subconscious mind about this is what marriage is supposed to look like. And you only see these, you know, beautiful depictions of marriage. And then also just with the way that um, we grew up in our society and like, like the movies that you see all of the, the stories, it's, everything is really really romanticized and you remember like making those connections with those movies when you would finally see the couple get together and it was just like oh my gosh that's so beautiful I want that and there are definitely elements of that to a relationship but I think our expectations are very surface level and I think um, individuals who are thinking or contemplating about marriage or even want to get married even if you're not dating yet you really have to set that vision for what you want your marriage to look like and those solid core values that you are expecting from your spouse that are not superficial. Um, The first topic I wanna talk about when it comes to whether or not you're ready for marriage, um, point blank period, you're gonna hear me talk about God when we talk about a lot of topics because he's involved in every aspect of my life (laughs) and our lives, so it's gonna come up. Um, And so my first point is, having spiritual maturity um, before you enter a marriage. And when I say that, what I'm talking about is having some of those characteristics that you've built up, such as being able to show grace towards one another, like the other person is going to mess up sometimes. They're going to mess up. They are going to do things that you don't like. They're, they're not perfect. Um, and so you have to be willing to show them grace. You have to be willing to show yourself grace when you may be disappointed in how you are, how you're serving in the marriage as well. Um, the other big thing is that I think is spiritual maturity related is being able to forgive. Like forgiveness, I feel like has to become second nature. Like you can't be the type of person that holds grudges or gets really bitter or like holds on to anger like because because you're in a relationship and you're doing so many things together there's going to be strife there's going to be conflict um somebody might say something that wasn't intentionally trying to hurt you but maybe it does hurt your feelings pretty bad but you got to be able to recover quickly from that and forgive because life is going to keep moving your relationship needs to keep evolving and developing and so you have to have that spiritual maturity to be able to quickly forgive your spouse um 
to be able to move on. And then I think another spiritual maturity component is like it relates to humility and not always having to be right. Like my the way that I treat my husband for me is more important or it trumps me like proving a point, which is hard to do with, I think, individuals like us because we are, I think, um, decently intelligent, you know, things need to make sense to us. And so I think naturally we want to really dig in sometimes to really support our case and to support why we have all the substantial evidence to prove why our point is correct. But then you have to come back to what's more important. Like my spiritual maturity is going to trump that. Like my husband's heart and me supporting him is a thousand times more important than me showing in how correct I am about something that's probably not even that big of a deal. Um, just to expand on that a little bit, just really quickly, you know, um, you have to remember the other person that you're thinking about getting married married to. You're looking at them as a teammate or as like a, I mean, there are if they, you're going to marry them, they're going to be your family member. But look at them as a teammate. Don't think that that person is purposely trying to do things to upset you or purposely trying to offend you. You know, if, if, if you feel that person is purposely doing those things, then you that's probably not a person you want to marry because it's, it's only <laughs> going to get worse. Like, that's just, people usually just grow more red into flag, them. Red yeah. flag, People usually grow more into themselves. They usually don't do the opposite and back up from things. They usually grow more into themselves. So, like, just remember that person that you're aspiring to marry or be in a relationship with or whatever, what you before you get married, you want to look for a person that you know is a teammate and a and a helper doesn't mind doing whatever to make sure the team is moving forward. It's not always going to be about you. And I'm just speaking as a man to uh, a man to the guy specifically. Uh, you have to be willing to sacrifice for your family. It's going to be times you don't want to do certain things. It's going to be times that you don't feel like doing things and you have to be a man and just do it i'm not gonna i don't now i don't know what kind of picture you've seen as being a man you i always tell people you need to have old mentors uh i have i've always hung out with a lot of older men and stuff like that those men you can lean on what it is just to be a good man and what what men do as far as it relates to things like that as far as it relates to relationships so like yeah that's a good point about like mentorship um and like having that support system from other sources outside of your marriage to externally. Um, the only thing I wanted to to piggyback off real quick was just the part about like the the part about knowing that your spouse does not want to intentionally hurt you. I remember when we were going to marriage class at Lakewood, and one of the speakers said that that we watch here, and it just really stuck with me. He was like, "If you married a good human." You know who loves God you know their heart is in the right place they're not perfect but you know their heart is in the right place and you know they care about you and that you know that they would not want to intentionally hurt you then that's like this belief that you always have in the back of your mind and then if you ever start to venture down that path like I've been there before where I'm like he really hurt me like he's really trying to get me and just make me feel so bad I eventually, because that seed has been planted, I eventually come back to the fact, well, okay, I know him. I know his core values. Like, I know he does not want to genuinely make me feel hurt. Like, that's not who he is. And because I trust and know that, I always come back to that, even when I take offense to something. As far as it relates to relationship and working towards marriage, it's simply are you ready to build with the person that you're that you think you're interested in? 
for marriage? Um, are you ready to build with them? And hold up. Um, let me stop right here. You're not building a person. This is not a this is not a build a bear. You don't get to go <laughs> pick. <laughs> you don't get to go pick which traits of your your spouse that you like and don't like and like. Ooh, if I just move this one out and put this one up some more, then it's gonna be the perfect person. There we are would no... probably get it wrong. You yeah, know, if we did that, I bet we would get it wrong. Anyway. Most definitely because you, you're gonna you're, you're gonna get too much of what you like, and it's, it's not gonna. It's not work. what you need. You're not yeah. gonna grow with that yeah. person. Getting yeah. a whole bunch of what you want is is not good. So like it's not a it's not a build a bear for a man or for a woman. You have to take the good with the bad. That's why you need to see if this is a person you want to build with. And I'm not again, I'm not with the whole, you know, the whole prosperity thing like that. Now you should be working towards things like that, but I'm saying build a relationship, build a foundation built on principles that you both agree on that you're equally yoked about. I'm not saying build wealth. I'm not saying build um you know, if you're trying to build all these superficial things, I'm not, I'm not into all that stuff. Those things are nice. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. Yeah, we have nice things. I'm cool with nice things. I'm just saying it cannot be your primary focus because those things will go away. It can't be your anchor. Yeah. Yeah. It, those things will go away. Your, the looks will go away. Are you trying to build a life with someone? If you look at that person and you don't see yourself building a life with someone, with that person, then I would say you probably don't want, you shouldn't marry that person. Because another thing our generation has done is that we've, we've perverted marriage to where it's like, oh, if it's not working out, I'm out. And that's not, that's not the way it's supposed to be. When you're, when you're building anything, when you start off a career, when you're building a house, anything, it's going to have setbacks. It's going to have its challenges. It's never, every day is not going to be perfect. And if your whole thing is, I'm getting into this, and if uh, it don't work out the way I want, I can just, I can just jump out. That's 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 not it either. Well, you're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's so if it. you if you are that person or you see that in a person like every time you have conflict they're they're ready to to get out like that's I would think that's a red flag like you know you have to make sure that the person that you're looking at is ready to build a life with you whatever that entails I'm not gonna it's it's not I, all I can promise you is that it's not gonna be easy it's gonna be fun it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it but it, it's not gonna be easy it's kind of like that. That thing going around right, like right now, like what's going to be your heart? Are you going to let your marriage, let your marriage or your potential marriage be hard, and y'all work through it, and y'all like, man, we overcame that. Man, we thought we couldn't make it through that, and we actually overcame that. It was easy because we stuck together, and you know, as a team depending on each other. You know, always a team. Are you going to be like, man, they don't, she don't do what I say, he don't, he don't do what I say. Like that's if you're starting off like that, then it's already in my mind a no go. I'm still caught up on this isn't a build a bear. <laughs> yeah, Every, it's just this generation I, I want. Everybody got all head, these. I mean, you know, everybody together. has their their uh, what you what you now what you want is what you want, but like that's why I get back to what I say stated earlier: your realistic expectations. You if you want this build a bear person that that you still haven't found yet, obviously if you if you are planning on getting married, and if you ask anybody who's married about if their spouse it would be a build a bear, I promise you will get a whole bunch of no's. Because it just doesn't exist. So that's all I'm saying. Our protection, too. Um, So, my other topic is kind of related to some conversations that you should be having. And some of this, some of these things, we didn't even know, babe, to have some of these conversations because we just didn't know. And we didn't do any type of like, we didn't do premarital counseling or anything like that. Um, I think it's good if if you have someone 
that's qualified that you trust and you know is good at that. I think it's something that's good to do. I mean, you don't want to go to any type of leadership that might give you some misleading direction or guidance, but um, we didn't do that. Um, and so I think there were some of these topics that we just had never discussed and they are, you know, pretty significant things come, that come up. Um, what, like for one example is like Will and I, we both work. Um, so, I mean, that didn't really cause any significant strains or anything before we had kids. But once you throw kids into the picture, which um, it's hard to kind of envision this if you don't already know to talk about it, like they get sick, um, they have things come up. And so when you have like two people working, for example, like how are you going to navigate that when somebody gets sick? What is that going to look like? are we going to take turns? And that's what Will and I ended up doing when it first happened to us. We would just kind of take turns and then whoever had maybe a little bit more flexibility to work from home, like they may take on a little bit more of the load when somebody's sick, but like we worked through it at the time, but I think it would have just kind of been a, a little bit easier and um, feel a little bit better if we'd already kind of discussed like, how are we gonna handle these types of things when they come up? And then that kind of like leads me to like, how are we gonna parent? What's your approach to parenting? And then finding out how did you grow up? Mm -hmm. What did you like about what your parents did? What did you dislike? Both people talking about that. What what things do you want to continue that they did? Like I had some great things that happened to me as my parents. Like when I was raised, like I loved how much faith my parents built into me and how my mom prayed with me every single day before I left the house covering me. Um, and so there's things that you want to talk about to figure that out because I would say 99.9% .9 no two people parent the same. Even if you have similar parenting styles, like there's going to be things that you disagree on. Like I think you should be talking about all of those things before you get married. That includes the other topic, the other big topic that I think is one of like the top three causes of divorce um, and marriages is money. Most people have very different money habits they have very different views of money some have negative views of money some people are hyper savers and they don't want to spend anything and they're they're super frugal some people are like want to ball out when they ha don't have that much money to ball out on in the first place so you have all these varying um viewpoints and perspectives on how money should be handled and that's huge in a marriage because if you have a marriage, there's going to be money involved because you got to kind of have to pay for stuff. So there's going to be some people coming to the table with debt. Um, what is what does that look like? How are we going to handle that? We're going to try to pay that off. What are we going to do? How are we going to spend our money, our discretionary money? Who's going to take care of paying the bills? Who's going to take care of overseeing our balance, our personal balance sheet, our assets and our liabilities? Who's going to make sure that we're saving according to our plans? Who's going to be tracking our retirement to make sure we're saving according to that plan? So there's just these, these pillars in your marriage that you need to be discussing before you get married. And then you need to know yourself. Like, babe, you talked about this a little bit before about knowing yourself, I think. Um, but you got to know what you think and how you see it so that when you have that conversation, you can confidently talk through it and then come to some kind of agreement. Like, this is how you do it. This is how I do it. Here's how we're going to do it as a team. This is what, for us, it's Team McRae. So this is what the McRae financial picture looked like. Like, Stacy, you may have been doing it this way. Like, for me, I was like a hyper saver. Like, I did not spend money on anything. 
like I walked around at work with like ripped shoes because I was trying to pay off all my debt. True story. Um, Will came to the table. He wasn't a hyper spender, but he was more of the type that if he wanted something and he had the money to do it, he was probably going to buy it. Um, and so I think the reason why that's really helped us is because it's balanced us out because now I'll spend money on something, you know, and it's, it's nice and enjoyable. I don't try to like save every dime and penny and walk around with tape on my shoes. But anyway, yeah, and I don't spend as much money as I And you don't spend as much as you used to at all either. So it's like, there's that whole thing. So that's my thing is have those discussions about those big topics and make sure you're on the same page. Just remember when it, again, when it comes to every topic. It's the, how the two of y'all are going to attack the topic. So how is the team going to defeat the topic? It's not about how the man sees it. It's not about how the woman sees it. It's how, how is it going to work to defeat the topic as a team? Now, again, as my wife said before, we're speaking on how our relationship works. You have to figure out what's best for you. We, our relationship is based off a Christian model, biblical model. So we discuss everything and then I will make the decision because I'm charged with leading the family. And my wife will support that decision as she's in charge with uh, giving me some support in this relationship. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, as a man, I need the confidence that I'm making the right decision from her and to, I need to know that she trusts me in, in the decisions I'm making. So that's the way it's working. Now, I'm not saying that's going to work for everyone else. Some dudes, uh, I know some guys out there, you don't like input, which if you're going to marry, what is like input guys who have stupid <laughs> egos if you're gonna marry a woman that's intelligent and smart and all these things and you're not gonna let her use it as a i'm speaking to guys you're a moron like you're gonna marry a woman and you're not gonna use the gifts that god gave her like god gave women great intuition about things now i'm not gonna say it's always right because some guy out there like yeah she be accusing me of cheating i ain't cheating that's i'm not talking about that stuff Women have a great ability to see things that you don't see. Women have a great ability to discern things because they're all they're really tapped into their emotional side. As with men, we're always trying to think about logic. Sometimes a woman can be like, that guy look a little sneaky. He look a little shady. I wouldn't trust him. And you don't get that vibe because all you're thinking about is, oh, man, if I can get this, I can get this, I can get this. So you need to tap into that and let her let her help guide guide some of your thought process especially if you have a really intelligent woman and she has really uh really specific gifts in certain areas and also women like let your let your man lead like if you if it's a guy that you trust now mind you if you're trusting this guy and you're thinking about marriage let him lead nobody want to be like i i told you, you shouldn't have done that if he made a mistake at speaking <laughs> as a man if he makes a mistake nobody's gonna feel worse than him because he like i'm out here thinking I'm doing stuff, it blew up in my face. And also, you have to let him make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. He's going to mess up sometimes. Give him some grace. Pat him on the back. Say, hey, we're in this together. I got you. You know, and then just move forward. And I feel like that builds, that just continues to build the bond in marriage, especially like when um, you're supporting either way. Like if I made a decision because, you, you know, you're like, you could take care of that part, Stacy. I'm not worried about that. If I yeah, made delegate. A, guys, if been, delegate. If I've made a decision and it wasn't the best or, you know, you did. And it's like just knowing that that person isn't going to chastise you. Um, and then they're actually, when it comes down to it, they don't and they support you. It just builds the bond. Uh, it's a little off topic, but it builds the bond between the marriage and the closeness and just the team, the whole team concept as well. But I think, too, like if you if you're thinking about marrying somebody and whoever 
if you're thinking about who you're going to choose to marry, who's the type of people that you want to date to even get to that point. Like if you're dating someone and you see that you couldn't trust his leadership or his leading, like that's probably not the one for you. I mean, and then one thing personally that gives me confidence in trusting my husband's leadership is again, I know that he's ultimately being led by God. Like I don't fully, full disclosure, I don't fully 100% trust any human on this earth. I'm just being honest. I don't. The only, the only being I trust is God. So if I'm trusting someone that is putting their trust in God, like that gives me way more confidence to trust that person's leading. And just like, you know, you said, well, like, I don't want, if I make a mistake, I don't want somebody coming back and being like, I told you so. Like, okay, yeah, I know. Like, I, that's not going to help anything. It's not fruitful. It's not productive. So, um. And it's, hold on, I want to also clarify. Now, it's nothing wrong with discussing a mistake. Yeah. And, and bringing it to the table and saying like, hey, next time we got to be more cautious. Right. Just be mindful of how it's presented. Now, my wife knows she can present almost anything to me. And I'm probably going, as long as it's based in facts. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat it <laughs> like that's just the way kind of my personality is long as she long as it's based in fact and she's not talking to me with a whole bunch of emotions about a decision or something like that I'm just gonna either have no no problem with acknowledging a failure or on a decision or something like that my last topic and I always say my most important this I believe is the most important besides the relationship with God but we'll get into those things yeah. on a later topic we're just talking about the person that you're thinking about marrying you need to make decisions about the person you're going to marry. Yes, you should love them. Yes, you should be in love with them. But it needs to be more of a mental decision. Almost like um, you, as an, you as an applicant, them as an applicant. like an, Almost like an interview. So I and my wife will tell you we did this. You need to sit down at a table. You need to, Somebody needs to bring their last two check stubs. You need to pull credit reports. You need to pull checking, um, checking and savings records. You need to pull retirement accounts. Like all these things are vital and crucial to moving on with somebody. Is somebody out there like, I don't want to buy all of my business. If you're getting married to somebody, they're going to be all in your business. That's literally the definition of being married is somebody. I mean, being you're all in your one business. now. Yeah. So there's no secrets. Yeah. This is the person. <laughs> now, again, I'm just, I'm going to speak my thoughts on this. This is the person you should have a joint account with. Uh-oh. Now, it's people out here that that think that having money in separate accounts makes sense. It does not. It's people out here that think that um, just because your wife or your husband, I'm not going to, because it could be the wife uh, making all the money. If your wife or your husband, they have more money. So your the other person's little check doesn't matter. No business, no entity runs without knowing where every dollar is coming from. All dollars, big or small, need to go in one account, then you oversee everything, decide where everything goes, then money gets pulled from there. The the fact that people can look at themselves as a, as either I'll say as a team or as like a business, you as and your one, wife, as yeah, one. as one, and don't do that baffles me. I don't care if a, if a person is pulling in $200 every two weeks consistently, 200 times 26, can't do the math off my head, but you need to know where that money is going. Wait, I need to log that into the spreadsheet, yes. so I don't care if it's $200. Yes. If, any, if it's any consistent <laughs> money, that needs to, you have to have an idea of where that money is going. You don't just let money float out there. No business would be like, yeah, we're getting an extra $200, but it's not it's not going anywhere. Now, you can decide that that money is, is y'all play money or whatever, but it needs to be logged and it needs to be um, cut out like that, but you need to go and to this, you as a person or, or whoever it is, as like an interview. Like I said, 
Last two check stubs. You don't need nobody lying to you about how much money they make. Pull your credit report. Ooh, what can't the, what can, the ultimate okie doke? Yeah. <laughs> Pull your credit report. What can't you? We for to get married. What can't you show me on your credit report? Pull your checking and savings account. What can't you show me on there? You you might find out your dude or your girl got some kind of porn addiction. You don't want that kind of stuff. Or that they have like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Because like you, now that's gonna be your debt. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not and this is what I'm saying. It's not just about money. It's when you when somebody has to reveal themselves to you, because marriage is the ultimate reveal. Kid you not, marriage is the ultimate reveal. Something's gonna test you. Like if that person <laughs> if that person can't show you their checking account to show you where they're spending money at or how, what their spending habits are, is like are like I, I don't know. I don't have much faith that that's the person yeah, you need like, to marry. Yeah, like, we don't need to be together if we don't have that type of transparency. And I would say, take it a step up further or kind of a lateral step to that, too, is, like, not just fully disclosing, like, all of that, but fully disclosing all of the, some of the emotional baggage that you may bring to the table, too. Like, what things are you still working through? Like, I would say for me, like when I, when we got married, I was still working through some, some significant insecurities in my value. Like, am I still valuable? Like how valuable am I? Like, what is my worth in? I'm still working through some issues like that. Like that's how, that's where I was at. Like my, my spouse needs to know that I'm vulnerable in that way because then he has more insight into me. Like he knows, okay, this is something that She's still working through, so I'm going to be probably a little more sensitive to that. Or I know that she's dealt with X, Y, Z, so I know that I have to be more gentle. Like, we've talked about, and I'm just being vulnerable here, too. I have been in an abusive relationship before. He knew that. Like, my my spouse knows that about me. So he knows he has, he knows he's, a, he's aware that he's going to be more gentle with me in certain aspects. He knows that he doesn't want to trigger me. He doesn't want to make me feel anywhere close to that again. So just be fully um, transparent about what emotional baggage you may bring and what other areas that you're still healing and working through. Like you should be a whole person, but nobody's perfect and we're all kind of battling different things. And so I think the transparency has to go beyond just the finances and everything else. But like, where are you at emotionally? What things are you still personally working with? And if you don't know those things, that means you have some self-work that I think that you should be doing before going into marriage to at least acknowledge and recognize what healing areas you have in your life. Yes. And do not do not go into a possible marriage putting all your hopes, dreams, um, everything. Everything is not predicated on your spouse. Like, you're not going to get your spouse and then everything in your life is going to work out great. Like, do not put that pressure on anyone. And I know the Bible says... That uh, for men, when you find a woman, you find favor. That's true. You do find favor from God. But favor does not mean that your blessings, are, your, that every business opportunity you take is going to be blessed. Uh, favor from God does not mean you're not going to go through trials. Ask Job. Like, it's just it's just a fact of life that favor could mean that your your children will be blessed. Your children's children will be blessed. And your name will be, your, your, your family will always speak of you highly. Like, that's favor. I would love that over any kind of monetarily, uh, any kind of worldly uh, monetary thing like that. Yeah, so just think sure. about things like that. Just focus on the relationship and things like that. And it will get, it will, it will let you know what you need to be looking for. But do not, do not put your, your faith and, and hope and that this person is fit to complete you or like fulfill 
every desire you ever had or every dream is just not realistic and you're putting a burden on them that they can't handle yeah, that's too much pressure like i'm so thankful that it is not my job to bring you happiness <laughs> to fulfill your cup <laughs> like it's my job to support you to love you to honor and you, you do, I mean, to make your life better yeah. but it's and not she, my job to fill your yeah my your wife <laughs> my wife makes me happy my joy comes from god and that's what that's what my that's what i'm saying like you got to know who you are like i know who i am i know who i belong to so like my wife is a bonus that's that's god's representation of my favor on earth that he would bless me with my wife but i know who i belong to i know whose child i am so you have to rely heavily on that kind of stuff and God also reveals to you the, the areas that you struggle in. So focus on that and, and try to make them better. But I'm just saying like, you can't, I, I just, I got to keep saying it. You cannot have someone and you depend on them to make you happy and things like that. First of all, happy is the top end of the spectrum and sadness is the low end of the spectrum. Those are very high emotional ranges. You're going to, most of your life, you're going to live in the middle. And you want to stay in the middle because when you go from too happy to too low, that's how people get in depression. That's how people have these unreal, unrealistic expectations. So the majority of your life, you're trying to stay in the middle, hit peaks because it's going to be really good days because that's how life is. And then stay in the middle and you're going to hit some low days because that's how life is. I mean, the Bible promised you you're going to have uh, days, good days and bad days. Like it's, it rains on the just and the unjust. So, And I think that because I hear a lot of people say or I see this or it's like well they just don't make me happy anymore I'm just not happy anymore and like that's a lot of the common reasons for like people separating or getting divorces and I'm just and I don't you don't always know the whole story obviously so I don't want to judge anybody's marriage because I know people have had to get out for some serious reasons but it's just kind of it makes me think like so that person's supposed to make you happy I mean what do you mean by that like my joy comes from the Lord like and then if I'm having some real issues with this person, and again, it comes back to who you're choosing. If I came back to somebody whose core value is they are a solid person who they're going to try to be better. They're going to try to make the right decisions. If I know I married somebody like that, that there's got to be hope for me, for us to reconcile. Like There's got to be hope for us to get it back. And I like that one thing that the, in the marriage class we used to go to, they used to always say like, we are... We are confident that 100% of marriages can make it. Um, And I really, I mean, I truly believe that, especially if you go into it um, with some of these things that we've been talking about. Like, you can't just marry, you know, you can't marry a dud or anything. But (laughs) if you go into it with with these principles, with the core values being the same and just having those, those really important characteristics that we've been talking about, then there's always hope to reconcile and figure it out. If you know that person's weaknesses or even just certain things that they do that you may not like or be fond of or it kind of gets on your nerves, um, just be fully aware and comfortable with the fact that if those things that you do not like about that person do not change for the length tenure of your marriage are you going to be okay with that and sometimes it's hard to think about that especially if you're still in that period where you're mostly kind of still feeling giddy and you really love this person so much you can't live without them and all that blah 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 it's really hard to kind of step back and be like yes I love this person because I remember I feel like our first even our first couple of years it was like I felt like 
you could do no wrong. I mean, obviously you did some things I didn't like, but Facts. it was like, I was like very infatuated <laughs> with you. So it was hard to, it would have been hard to, I feel like step back and be like, well, he does this. Um, do I want to deal with that for the next 30, 40, 50 years? I never really thought through those types of things. Thank God there's nothing like super terrible but <laughs> again this, um, so, you did, this is not builder bear yeah but i didn't think about that i didn't think about those things and say can i deal with this for the rest of my life and that's so important to do um so really think through that too because a lot of times people don't change like sometimes they do they grow in areas but most people's like core values they're their core personality traits don't change. I would say we evolve, we get better at things, but who we are is typically who we tend to be. So make sure that you can live with that for the rest of your life. And a person, just just a caution, just a warning, anybody out there listening, you cannot change a person. You can inspire them to want to change. But if that person is not going to make the, the decision to change themselves, you cannot do it. So don't don't think that you being rude or you being spiteful or you being hateful or you being cold is going to make somebody change. The, a person has to want to change and then they will. Until that happens, it's, no change is going to happen. So like as my wife said, be sure that you're okay with if that person never changes or if that person changes a lot, like, cause you don't know how it's going to go when somebody get married, once you get married to somebody. So be mindful of these things before they happen. But if that person never changes, be sure you're okay with that. And it kind of makes me, we haven't touched on it too much, but it also kind of makes me think about kind of like what your, what your non-negotiables are. And those, those non-negotiables we've talked about this before. I mean, we're not talking about superficial things. Like some people I've heard, like my non-negotiable, he's got to be six too. Like girl. Like, that's not really a that's not really a solid core non-negotiable. It's like a preference. Basing your whole life on somebody's height, <laughs> just missing blessings. Just don't just anyway. right. You could have missed your husband, just uh, or your wife if you have yeah. the same kind of expectations. She gotta have too. a big old butt, boy. Stop. Everybody doesn't have a big booty, um, and that doesn't make doesn't make you not beautiful or beautiful. But anyways, um, I don't know what to do with that? I'm <laughs> but my my point is there is that um. Um, know what you're okay with. Like, there's some things that should be red flags to you. Like, you should never be okay with anybody abusing you, whether that's verbal Facts. or physical. Like, that's an example. Like, Facts. if somebody's that way, but don't get married to them. If someone has a really bad drug addiction or something extreme like that, like, don't think that they're going to get help from the drug addiction. Like, they may, and we pray that they do, and I hope that they do, but they may still be addicted to drugs 40 years later or alcohol problems. That's a common one, I feel like. They were alcoholic before you married them, and now they're one, and now you're upset. And it's like, well, you knew that going in, but were you so blinded by the love or the idea of marriage that you didn't really take a step back and think through how that would look to live with that for the rest of your life? Like, stop committing to something you haven't really fully thought through. Um, So we'll wrap this up. I have a couple of closing thoughts that I have, and then you can talk about any closing thoughts that you may have. Um. I just wanted to touch on something that I talked about a little bit before. I talked about how we went to a marriage class. Um, if you can just find any kind of support system where their core values align with your core values and their teaching aligns with what you believe, um, that that can be monumental in your marriage. And I think we even 
did we even start going before like right before we got married i think we even went too so it kind of helped too before we even right right before we got married so like if you're thinking about getting married find a marriage bible study find a marriage group find other people and then once you are married find other married couples too that are kind of similar to you in core values so that you have that support too um, and talk to them and find out like what are some things you wish you would have talked to your spouse before you got married just to get some insight but this is a serious decision um, the ultimate purpose of marriage is to be a reflection of Christ's love for Christ's love for us it's not about you everything is when you think about it it's just remember this is not all about you yes you want to be in a marriage you enjoy um, that's fulfilling that you can build a life with like my husband said but at the end of the day this isn't about you um, and you want to make sure you're making a good decision about who you're going to build this life with. Any other thoughts, babe? Mm, I was going to say, ladies, beware of the, the extra macho man. Like the guy who, I'm a man. I said, like, be careful of that. What I say goes. Yeah. <laughs> and dudes, be careful of the woman that always put you in positions that you have to be macho. Like, you don't, like, you ain't, who trying to fight every day? Like, you don't, if you, if it's a woman who... And, you know, I'm not saying you can't tell a, a, I'm not saying tell your woman what to wear, but she should know what's respectful and things like that and, and attention and things like that. What kind of be, be, be mindful of what kind of woman you have and what kind of attention she's seeking, you know, things like that. But yeah, just, just be careful and, you know, pray over it and just think about it again, pray over it and think about it. I did not say follow your heart. <laughs> I did not say follow any emotion. I said pray over it and think about it and make a good, wise decision, not make a good emotional decision. I think that's hard because a lot of the advice that we get is like not godly advice or just not good good advice. Well, in most general. people' <laughs> advice is based off what they think a movie is. They think that's real life, and it's not even close. Like you, I still hear people say, "Follow your heart." Oh, another one: do whatever makes you happy. That's the worst shit ever. And I'm like, Wait, where did you get that from? Because that's not long term success. Yeah, that's not eternal thinking. That's not an eternal thinking mindset. But so that's just interesting too. I think make sure you get down to you. You take whatever advice you hear with a grain of salt. Like check that advice. Check it against your Check it against whatever principles you have. Right. Again, we, we've told you our principles and what we believe, but check it against whatever principles you have. If that's what you like, um, I would say have fun because your future is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like by chance, it may still work out, yeah. you know, just because. But yeah, anyways, so we'll wrap it this, this whole conversation up. I think there were some good points um, about realistic expectations, about really understanding your spouse and knowing what they bring to the table, being comfortable with their weaknesses or what you don't like about them long-term, um, making sure that that person has a governing authority outside of themselves. Um, like I talked about how we know that God is ultimately going to be ruling us. So that gives confidence in the marriage, confidence in each other. Um, and that you got to really think this through and make sure it's the right decision for you. So, um, I just wanted to, I just feel led to say a quick little prayer. Um, I just want to cover everybody that's thinking about marriage or that is entering into marriage. I just thank you, Lord, for clarity of mind for them and that they're able to see through some of those strong feelings, Lord, so that they can really dig into the core values of that other person. And just for those two, Lord, that are still looking for marriage, that you bring them that right spouse, Lord, and that they know that it's the right spouse and that they do the work to get there. 
Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Peace. All right, bye. Babe, you got anything else? Nope. Case closed. Thank <laughs> you.